thrilled to have in studio with me Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management. Jason, it's great having you here. Well, it's always an honor to be here, Kim, and I'm always shocked when you invite me back. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd know better by now. <laughs> well, it's just people want to hear what you have to say, so I have to get you on, you know? All right. Well, you're forced. Your hand has been forced, right? <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a freedom girl. Okay. I would never let them force me. They could suggest, but I'm not going to let them force me. It is freedom. I'm asking you here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's jump in here regarding the Trump tax cuts that were passed last year. People are starting to see the effects of that. What are you hearing, Jason McBride? Well, unfortunately, a lot of what I'm hearing is uh, people are not understanding exactly what happened. And, And there's been a lot of talk. And honestly, Kim, I think a lot of it's just propaganda that's put out there again to... Uh, to take something that's been a positive and make it sound like a negative, because uh, I'm sure you've seen the stories recently, too, about people saying, well, I really took it up the shorts with the Trump tax cuts because my tax return this year is going to be way less than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that's the point. Uh, you know, uh, Chuck Grassley, I'll give him some credit. Uh, he made a point on this a few days ago, and he actually got pretty upset about it. He said, people are just not getting it. The amount of your return or your tax return or tax refund, I guess Mm -hmm. is the correct word I should be using that you receive, has nothing to do with the amount of taxes you paid or didn't pay. And I I find that that's true. A lot of uh, times folks don't really look at their tax return and understand how much taxes they actually paid or what their, quote, tax liability was, uh, they simply look at the amount that either they had to make up to the government at the end of the year that Mm -hmm. they didn't withhold, or B, they look at the amount that Uncle Sam babysat for them all year and returned their own money to them and judge kind of how they did tax-wise in that regard. Well, and so to answer that question, you went some, through some pretty extensive analysis uh, regarding uh, 2017 and 2018 and people's uh, tax liability. So you, tell me about that. Well, yeah, I did some comparisons, and uh, I think they're very interesting to actually look at some real numbers. Uh, one of the issues that I've had with uh, the, again, I, I don't even want to call them articles. I'll call them propaganda that's been coming out is there there's no discussion all we're hearing is oh I, uh, poor people they're getting a lower refund they were expecting a refund to do this and they didn't get it you know it's again the victimized well, sob and, and story it's a, it's a narrative that we have seen out there that like or or dislike trump uh, i think it's a bit dishonest because um uh they don't want to give any credence to the fact that people might have more money in their pocket. Well, that's true. Uh, you may have got a lower return, but the fact is is that you probably got higher paychecks the entire year, so you still ended up with more money in your own pocket overall. Okay. Now, again, there are a lot of people uh, caterwauling because their return wasn't as high as they were expected. Uh, I know this isn't popular these days sometimes in, in America, but you know what? when the uh, the tax cuts happened, it was widely publicized and very widely suggested that you talk to your HR person, talk to your payroll department, and adjust 
your withholdings if you still wanted to get a bigger return. Now, if you didn't do that and now your return's lower, you know, honestly, that that's kind of your own fault. Uh, if you want to fix it, then talk to your payroll department now and ask them to adjust your withholdings and deductions so that doesn't happen again. But Jason, you had alluded to a very important point, and that is, is ideally, if you're your refund is, is less than what maybe you were expecting. That means that you didn't let the government babysit or have your money for free for the whole year. So in essence, that's probably really a good thing. But you, you've you really run the numbers on it. Well, I have. And I agree, Kim. I think the best tax re- return or refund is zero. If you can get it if to that, it's If you can great. get it exactly right, that's the best way. Uh, I know some folks like to get that surprise uh, in the mail. I admit, you know, I often over withhold. And, and it is kind of nice to get that little bonus and mm-hmm. do something with it. Uh, but again, I, I guess that's... Be- beside the point. I think what we want to look at is the reality of what happened with uh, the Trump tax cuts. And I think the best way to do this, Kim, is to look at a few different scenarios Mm -hmm. of different families or people that have different levels of income and look at what their taxes would have been over uh, uh, under the old rules and what they are under the new rules. So you're kind of looking at the facts? What a surprise. What a sur- Well, let's, what did you find out? Yeah, this could be difficult. Now, again, I'm not talking about the amount of return you got. I'm talking about the actual amount of income you made and how much of that income the government allowed you to keep under the old rules versus the new. So okay. I just want to be real clear on that. <laughs> Sorry to be repetitive. So, Kim, first let's take a look. Yeah, what I think uh, uh, most folks would consider a a middle class, maybe upper middle class type of family. Let's uh, take a married couple that earned a hundred and fifty thousand, and they have two kids. Okay, is that okay? That's a that's so good. In twenty seven, now I'm not, you know, I'm just assuming they took the standard deduction because I don't know about their mortgage and all this stuff. I've got to keep it simple. But but you're ca- comparing <clears throat> apples to apples that's as right. you've done this. So. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So. In 2017, again, 150,000 income, married, filing jointly with two kids, or what we like to call dependents in the tax world. 2017, these folks' federal tax rate, their actual rate they would have paid, would have been about 14.5%. Their Colorado state rate would have been about 3.7% which comes out to about 18.2% tax rate total on their income, or about $27,000. Okay. Okay. Now, first thing I'd say, I bet you a lot of people would be surprised by the 18%. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask most folks, well, how much do you think you're paying in taxes? Invariably, what I hear is 30%. Oh, 25, 30%. We had another show on that and discussed that. But uh-huh. uh, now let's look at fast forward. These are 2018 tax rates now under the new uh, Trump tax tax cuts. Okay. Same family, 150,000 two dependents married filing jointly. Their federal tax rate in 2018 apples to apples would have been 10.4%. Now, it's interesting their Colorado rate went up a tiny bit to 3.9, but overall their total tax liability or rate was 14.3%. 
about $21,000 versus 27000 on the same income under the old rules. So that put almost another $6,000 in this family's pocket for the whole year. Boy, that makes a difference. There's a lot that a family of four can do with $6,000. Yeah, it's $500 a month. Yeah. What could you do with that? Now, one point that I think it's important that our listeners understand, and you alluded to this, as well, or you, you said it, you didn't allude it to it, and that is, is in 2017, the state tax liability was 3.7%, but it went up to 3.9% in 2018. Yes. And and so, first of all, Colorado, you are paying more in state income tax. The state is getting more of your money. And uh, I would submit to you that maybe they might have needed to go to Tabor to say that they could keep that money. But that's probably a, a, a fight that's not going to happen. But your your taxes have gone up. Uh, your income taxes have gone up in Colorado under the scenario. And so the state of Colorado got a raise just from that. And the reason is, is because with the uh, federal uh, tax, when you filed your federal taxes, there were less deductions, right? And so there was, um, now, am I saying that right, Jason? You want me to explain it? Yeah, or? why don't okay. you do that? Uh, so the way, what happened, and it's not just Colorado state tax that probably got a raise. Every state did that has a state tax. The, the reason... It's different because under the old rules, you got to take your standard deduction and then you got to take exemptions. Remember, okay. you took your exemptions, which were like 4000 for each dependent. That was all above the line stuff, which meant your, quote, taxable income number that hits your Colorado return had those exemptions subtracted out before it hit your 1040. Under the new law, you still get your standard deduction, which is much higher, by the way. It's double what it used to be. But your dependents come off as what's called credits. It's a direct actual tax credit on your federal return, but that credit comes after the taxable or below the taxable income line. Okay. And so that it's a little bit higher, quote, taxable income number that flows over to your Colorado return. Colorado, the state did not change their income tax rates. They didn't do that. It wasn't Colorado that did it. It's the way the number falls off of the federal return and lands on the the state return that caused that slight increase. Okay, excellent explanation on that. One note, though, is uh, there had been some some legislation that had been uh, presented down at the State House last year that would keep that tax rate basically the same, you know, with these changes from the feds, and that died. And so in essence, Coloradoans are paying more in income tax because of the way that, as you very eloquently explained, uh, the Trump tax cuts work. Well, I guess if you wanted to uh, pay more tax, maybe it's better locally. I don't know. (laughs) But again, for most people, uh, it's a, you know, two-tenths of a percent increase. Yeah, it's annoying, but maybe not worth uh, losing too much sleep over, I hope. Okay. All right. Jason, this is really great information. Let's go to break because you have, uh, we had just talked about a family of four with two kids making $150,000. Their tax liability in 2017 was about $27,000 for federal and state combined. In 2018, their tax liability was almost $6,000 less, 21000 So they actually had more money in their pocket. 
But Jason, you've looked at other scenarios as well. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about those. Really pleased to have in studio with me, Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Uh, It's always great to have you in studio, Jason. Well, thanks, Kim. I always appreciate your uh, uh, generosity to let me come and uh, share such a wonderful show with you. And and I hope that... your listeners feel I make it a little bit better at least. Well, I hear from them that they really enjoy your perspective and that they are learning a lot. And what we're talking about today is uh, tax refunds and the Trump tax cuts. And you had indicated in the last segment that people were unhappy because as they're starting to file their taxes, their refund isn't as large as it has been in the past. But you're like, wait a minute. Uh, So kind of re-explain that, Jason. Well, the amount you get from a refund is not the deciding factor in how much taxes you actually paid. Uh, It's just how much was withheld versus how much you got back or how much you still owed Uncle Sam at the end of the year. So what I did, Kim, was picked, uh, put together five or six different scenarios of different families or different people with different income levels, uh, different dependents, and said, what would the taxes have been under the old rules, and what are the taxes under the new rules? This has nothing to do with the amount of your return. It's the amount of the actual taxes that you had to pay. Okay. And that's what's important. Well, that is really what is important. So we went through the first one, and that was a family of four, um, so a couple with two children making $150,000, and you compare 2017 to 2018. And in 2018, the family paid almost $6,000 less in taxes. So let's go to the next scenario. That's right. And I forgot one number to mention there. It was a 22% decrease in their taxes. That's that, so that's so huge. let's keep these that's percentages <laughs> in mind. Huge, huge drop. So okay. let, let's go to the next one. All right. So let's look at a, uh, another family. Uh, this family is also married, filing jointly. They've also got two uh, children, also known as dependents. Uh, their income is not as high, though. They only uh, bring in about $75,000. let us look at their tax situation. Okay. In 2017... Uh, their federal tax rate, Kim, I can't read my own writing here. Oh, it, I think it, it's 5.3%. I think so. I scribbled there. I had to put my glasses on. but uh, <laughs> It so, happens, Jason. Yeah, 5.3% for federal, 2.8% for Colorado State. So their total overall tax rate, this is not their bracket. Let's not get brackets confused with the actual rate you paid was 8.1%. So their tax bill was about $6,100. Okay, Jason, just a quick question. When you talk to people in this particular range, do they also think that they're paying about 30% in taxes? You said that when you ask people... What they pay in taxes normally, they think 25 to 30 percent? Everybody thinks they're paying at least 25 to 30 percent. Okay, even even in this? Absolutely. Okay, fascinating. Yep, you betcha. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so now let's look at the same family under the new rules, under the Trump tax cuts. Again, 75000 income, two kids, 2018 now. Their federal tax rate was 2.3%. Their Colorado rate, though, again, went up a little bit from 28 
to 3.1, but their overall tax rate was 5.4%. What does that mean in dollars? 2017, their tax liability was about 6,100, but in 2018, their tax liability was 4,100. So that's a 33% decrease. That is a that is a, getting that is, your tax bill cut by a third. That is significant. Now, when when uh, the tax cuts passed, you know they they always talk. You know, every time they're doing something, well, we're going to help the middle class. Now we've got a lot of naysayers out there saying, well, the Trump tax cuts were, didn't help the middle class at all. They just gave big tax cuts to the rich, and the middle class has to pay more. Numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is uh, mid-America. This is the picture of what people would call a middle-class type of family. They just got their taxes cut by a third. I take great heart in that. And that is something that is unique about America is a vibrant middle class. And that's something that, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we support. And it looks like these tax, uh, Trump tax cuts have really done that. That's right. So this family had an extra $2,000 for the year. Uh, Nancy, I know you think that's just crumbs, but I think a lot of people would be very happy to have an extra $2,000 for the year that could contribute to a nice family vacation. Uh, it could cover an unexpected expense, like a car breakdown, something going wrong with you. Who knows what the money gets used for? The the important thing is that it stayed in the hands of American civilians instead of going into the hands of a government. Uh, our government is wasteful of tax money, and I don't care who's up there. If you send a dollar into the into the federal government, it'll it'll come out as a dime before <laughs> it gets used for anything. There's a lot of there's a lot of jokes about that and they're not really jokes as you think about it so let's go to the next scenario okay let's look at uh, a higher income family now again married filing jointly again with two kids two dependents uh this uh uh, couple earned three hundred thousand for the year. Okay, now that's pretty good income. Maybe not if you live in New York or Santa Barbara, but for you know most of America, three hundred thousand a year, you're doing pretty darn good. But those people in New York and California want to keep more of that three hundred thousand, so we're seeing a net migration out of those states to low income tax states. Yeah, uh, we could have a discussion whether that's a good thing or not at some <laughs> point. Okay. But, uh, so let's look again. 2017, 300,000 married filing jointly, two kids. In 2017, their federal tax rate would have been about 22.2%. Mm-hmm. Their Colorado rate was about 4.2%. So their tax uh, liability was about $79,000. Under the new tax law, In 2018, their federal tax rate was about 17%. Their Colorado went from 4.2% to 4.3%. But so their overall rate in 2018 was 21.4% versus 26.4% in 2017. So, yes, the higher earners also got a tax break. And guess what? That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That is a good thing. 
their percentage was actually less than the, right. the first two scenarios. That's right. They, they saw a 19% decrease in taxes overall, about another $15,000 in their pocket for the year. Uh, but yes, the higher earners in, in this case got a tax break as well. And uh, it wasn't as big percentage-wise as, as the lower income earners, but they got a break too. And I think that's great. I think that's a good thing. Okay. Kim, this might be a good uh, time just to bring up that another uh, thing that we heard about the Trump tax cuts is that they say like 85% of all the break went to the millionaires and billionaires in the top 1%. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want your listeners to lynch me until they've heard the whole (laughs) sentence. That's true. That's true. Dollar-wise, and, and the reason is, is because what I don't know the exact numbers, but like what the top ten percent of income earners in the country pay like ninety-four percent of all the taxes. Right. I, I don't have the numbers exactly, but it's a right, lot. But you know what I'm saying. So, of course, even a small tax reduction for the the way high up earners is a much bigger dollar amount. So, of course, dollar-wise. Yes, the biggest amount of the tax breaks probably did go to the higher earners, but percentage-wise, they did not get anywhere near the amount of tax reduction that the middle class, uh, lower middle, upper middle, even higher upper middle, I just made that one up, I don't Mm -hmm. think it exists, got. And in fact... uh, We like to invent words here. Yeah, that's right, we do. (laughs) Uh, As long as they don't hurt, because words matter. That's true, (laughs) it's true. But in a lot of cases, due to a lot of deductions going away, I think a lot of your higher, much higher earners, they may end up actually paying a little bit more tax than they did under the old rules. Right. And, you know, instead of looking at this as, um, you know, from envy, which is what the socialists do, uh, and, and they don't even acknowledge the significant amount of money uh, in tax cuts that have occurred for middle America, this helps everyday hardworking Coloradans. Well, and if they want to holler, I say, well, we'll just switch the percentage cuts. If you want the percentage cuts that the really high income earners got, we'll give you that next year. And they can have your percentage cut and then come back and tell us how you felt about it. Of course, the other assumption is, is that they're paying taxes. Who's that? <laughs> the socialists. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure some of them are. Well, yes, they are. That's for sure. So, okay. So, um, Jason, off track there, we, huh? I'm sorry, but, you know, there's so much information. When you start to talk about taxes, and, and uh, the point here is we've gone through different three different scenarios, uh, 150000 earners uh, with two kids, 75000 with two kids, and $300,000 earners with two children. And with all of them, there's been significant tax cuts so they have more money in their pocket. So instead of sending it to politicians and bureaucrats, these hardworking Americans really do have more money in their pocket. And that is what you have taken a look at these numbers and you see that that has happened. Well, that's true, Kim. And the good news is, is after the break, I'm going to come back and we are going to talk about a couple of uh, single scenarios. And then we're also going to talk about a scenario for a retired couple. So we want to kind of cover this across the whole gamut and give everybody an idea of what they might be looking at. Again, keep in mind all of these just take the standard deduction. I don't know about your mortgage interest or medical expenses. I'm trying to compare apples 
to apples. Everybody's situation may be different. But again, these numbers, they are factual, and it's hard to argue with them. These are large percentage cuts in tax liability for the middle class. Well, it's uh, it's just really powerful. This all this research that you have done, Jason McBride, with Presidential Wealth Management. So yes, let's go to break. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. When we come back, we will look at a couple of other scenarios. And uh, Jason, I really appreciate all the hard work that you have done uh, on these different scenarios, so that people really understand what has happened. You betcha. Well, it wasn't that hard. And when we come back, I'll give you a little secret place where you can go do this on your own. Okay, too. sounds like a plan. So this is Kim Munson. We will be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Dissecting the issues, news, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, and offering you a conservatarian perspective. Great. It's so great to have in studio with me, uh, Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Jason, it's always a pleasure. Well, thank you, Kim. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you having me back. People learn so much. We've been going through all these different scenarios that you have put together regarding a comparison of, uh, and again, different scenarios of a 2017 federal and state tax liability uh, compared to uh, 2018. Did I say that right? 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. This must have taken a lot of time to go through and figure this out. Well, it took a little time, but it's, it's not as hard as it might sound. In fact, if people go to our website, presidentialwm.com, or they can get there through the Chicks presidential.com landing page. Up at the top, there's a link that says calculators, and one of them is a 1040 tax calculator. You go right there, and you can enter in your own numbers. It'll show you what your 28 tax liability looks like federally. Now, you have to kind of know how to go and noodle out the Colorado part, Uh, and if you want to get 2017, there's all kinds of places on the web you could do it. I go to a place called dinkytown.net Net, and they have all kinds of uh, calculators and the 2017 tax calculator that's similar to ours is right there. So if you want to kind of compare numbers 2017 to 2018 and, uh, you know, test my theories here and find out, have at it or go mess around with your own numbers and see what happens. So you can test Jason on this, huh? So. That's right. And I'm going to pass. Too. Okay. I'm sure you will. There's no question about bigly. that. I'll pass bigly. You will pass bigly because in many of these instances, the uh, tax reduction from 2017 to 2018 has been huge. Huge. That's right. (laughs) Okay, 
so let's see. Was it huge for a single person with two kids making seventy-five thousand? Well, first, can we cover the single person with no oh, kids making a you know, hundred? Let's do. You know what? I had my pieces of paper all you mixed up ahead, here. Kim, okay, got I excited. Did, you know, so. I do get excited. Okay, so single, no kids making a hundred thousand. What was their tax liability? That's right. Now, single, no kids making a hundred. You're having quite a bit of fun. I hope you're saving some money. <laughs> but in any case, twenty seventeen. Again, this just using your standard deduction, that person would have had a federal rate of about 18.1, a state rate of about 4.1, so a total overall tax rate of 22.2. Now, in 2018, their federal rate drops to 15.4. These people's actual uh, Colorado tax goes down a little bit. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, due to rounding, it's still 4.1% in my scenario, but overall, they're paying 19.5% versus 22.2%, and overall, that's about a 12% reduction in your overall taxes, uh, an extra almost $2,800 in your pocket for the year, which is still, what is that, 250 bucks a month? Mm -hmm. I could do a lot with that if I was single. That's for sure. That is for sure. You know, that one, very quickly, that is so interesting, though, that their state liability stayed the same. And you had mentioned that's because of, of, of the way everything worked on the uh, federal. You know why that is? It's because they didn't have the uh, children for the, uh, uh, the tax credits versus... Uh, exemptions the way it used to work. That's what causes the difference. So in Colorado, if you have children, your tax liability actually went up. Isn't that fascinating? Boy, I'm mad at my kids again. <laughs> again. Darn it. Now You're going to I'm gonna have to go home and beat them some more. <laughs> that was just a joke. It was just I don't a joke. beat my just, kids. It was just a joke. You have to ground them. Or my wife. I know you don't. I know you don't. So, okay. Boy, Jason, we're getting into trouble here. You know, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, okay. So what is your next scenario that you would like to share? Well, let's do a uh, single with two kids okay. with uh, income of 75 thousand and you say well why do you make less when you have two kids well you you probably don't have as much time to work i'm trying to think realistically here um so single with two kids seventy five thousand in 2017 federal tax rate ten and a half state tax rate three and a half total tax rate 14 percent now in 2018 the federal rate dropped to 7.8, and here we go. The Colorado rate went up to 3.9. So, so there again, you go. It's that kid's problem there. Those darn kids. Those darn kids. So overall, though, still your tax rate was 11.6 versus 14. Uh, Dollar-wise, in 2018, it was about 8700 and in 2017, it was about 10500 So, again, a single person with two kids ended up with uh, about $1,700, $1,800 extra dollars in their pocket. I tell you, a hardworking uh, single person, that that's a lot. That, yep. That's... yep, and that was a 17% uh, drop in okay. tax rates. And I think I forgot to give the percentage for the single with no kids. They had a 12% drop okay. in tax rates. 
Do you notice a pattern here? Yeah. Are they all dropping or are they going up? People are paying less in taxes. And, of course, the radical progressive activists that are throwing their hat in the ring to be president want to raise taxes up to 70%. So I think that's just a lovely idea. Oh, I'm sure nobody likes that idea. They only like it for somebody else. That's right. You want to look at a retired uh, couple? Yeah, let's do so let's let's take a look at a retired couple. Uh, this is married over age sixty five. Here's their income sources, Kim. They get forty eight thousand from Social Security. They take twenty four thousand out of an IRA, uh, three thousand in interest, five thousand in some dividends, uh, another seven thousand in total in short and long term capital gains. So that's about eighty seven thousand of income. Okay. Now watch this one. This is going to blow. Blow your mind. Okay. In 2017, their federal tax rate was not 25%. It was not 30%. It was 4.2. On $87,000 in income. Fascinating. And a a tremendous amount of that is because of the the way Social Security is taxed. It's very uh, tax-advantaged, I guess, is the correct wording to use. Uh, Now, their Colorado... Uh, rate was 0.8%. That's how much they paid in Colorado tax. Again, a lot of that's due to what's called the Colorado pension annuity subtraction, which means that a great part of their Social Security income and probably part of their IRA distribution is not subject to Colorado state tax. That is fascinating. Isn't that something? That's neat. So overall, they had a, a whopping overall tax rate of 5%. In 2017, 4400 bucks was their total liability. Could it get any better? Guess what? I bet you know the answer to this one. In 2018, their federal rate was 3.4%. Their Colorado rate was 0.6%. Total overall rate, 4%. So this this retired couple in 2017 taxes were 4400, 2018 it's 3500, that's about a $900 increase in their pocket, a 21% drop in their already low taxes. That is absolutely fascinating. Now, quick question. I know from time to time you guys do workshops on Social Security, and it looks like that is a really big component of somebody that is retired. Uh, If you're not doing any workshops right now, you would take a look at people's nest egg, right? Oh, absolutely. Looking at Social Security, health care costs, correct inflation, uh, all these different things, including... Uh, what the actual tax rates will be uh, is one of the things we look at. I'll tell you, one of my favorite things, Kim, is being able to show people, and here's what I think your tax rate will be, and then I'll just sit there while their eyes bug out. No, that can't be. No, it is. Let me show you. Because everybody thinks they're going to pay 25 or 30%. You know, I had one of your listeners named Ray. He uh, Last time I talked about taxes and kind of was going through how low, he got mad at me, kind of. He said, you shouldn't be saying that, you know, how low they are, because then the liberals will come after us and raise our tax. And now I'm sure the retired people are going to be furious at They're me. They're going to be really furious. For huh? letting the cat out of the bag. So, um, you know, if if they come after you and raise you, you can blame me. Okay, it's well, my fault. I tell you, these lower taxes, uh, in essence, I mean, you really, you ran the numbers. And the Trump tax cuts really are 
are putting more money in the pockets of hardworking Americans. And I think that's one of the reasons that we are seeing a shot at 3% GDP growth. And, and it just goes to reason that if, in fact, we could put more money into people's pockets and loosen these rules and regulations, I think we could be looking at something even higher than 3%. Well, I think we could, too. And uh, I guess we should make the point, too. You talked about envy earlier. Who cares if somebody that makes millions and millions and millions of dollars also got a tax cut? Why do we have to make someone else miserable for us to be happy? Not, and I'm not saying us, but that's kind what of mean. what we're getting there. Who You got a tax cut. If they got one, too, that's good for everybody. Well, and that's the thing, Jason, that I am learning from you. And that is, is look at your own economic well-being. Just focus on that. And that's uh, something that you guys uh, and gals over at Presidential Wealth Management can do. So, Jason, your final thought for the show. Well, uh, my final thought would be is what a tremendous country we live in. How lucky are we, even when it comes to taxes in a lot of cases? Um, I hope I've delivered good news. Uh, Kim, you told me once, you're the only guy I ever talked to that I talk to about taxes and I feel better afterwards. (laughs) Uh, You know, the news is just not that horrible. Uh, I know there's other taxes out there, sales tax, so they're always getting you one way or the other. They call them sneak attacks. But (laughs) as far as income tax, we're not in too bad of a shape. And, uh, you know, Will Rogers, uh, he's got a lot of great quotes. He doesn't get proven wrong very often. One of his quotes that I think is great is he says, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. Well, at least this time, when Congress met, taxes did not get worse. Uh, In fact, they got better, and hardworking people had more money in their pockets. So, Jason McBride, thank you so much for being in studio. Thank you very much, Kim. I'll talk to you or see you again soon. Okay, sounds great. So, uh, your thought for today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well. Live honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.